Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom and the things they've learned along the way. Until 2007, Peter Van Ketz was living what could be described as a fairly ordinary life in London as a teacher. But when he was offered the opportunity to compete in the Atlantic rowing race that year, he became, well, very much more extraordinary. This opportunity gave him the taste of something much bigger and led to him rowing across the Atlantic twice, including solo, and trekking the Antarctic in one of the world's most gruelling endurance events. Peter's experiences have involved the greatest of needs for survival, courage, perseverance and teamwork. As well as being a professional adventurer, he's a much sought after, inspirational professional speaker. He talks about his experiences and conveys the lessons he's learned on his expeditions to help other people grow in confidence and self-belief, both individually and in a business environment. Peter proves that we can all overcome the limits we set ourselves simply by changing the way we think about ourselves and other people. So I'm delighted to say that my guest today, with a very warm welcome to him, is a great guy who I met uh, not so long ago, Peter Van Ketz. You're about to hear what makes this particular gentleman very, very special indeed. So Peter, welcome to the Sandro Forte <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Sandro. It's uh, it's really, really great to to be chatting to you. Um, obviously, the first time that we met, we got on um, extremely well, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to the next 30 minutes with you, and I hope that I'm able to share one or two little sweet things with you and um, and the listeners and it the audience. Is, it is the reason you are a guest, Peter. Uh, yeah. So I have to start with the obvious question. Uh, <laughs> what on earth possessed you to decide to row across the Atlantic? There you are one moment, a school teacher, and the next minute you are rowing across the Atlantic. So how did that all happen? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I, su- I suppose that everybody is born or naturally created with an innate sense of adventure. And, and I think that's that's the basis that I would like to start this off on, is that all of us are craving to do something, whether it's at work, at home, you know, having kids, I don't know. Um, uh, so I think I think that there's always this this desire to to do something adventurous, to do something special, um, to do something different, to do something meaningful with our lives. And um, mine mine happened to happen one day. I was actually out surfing, and a mate of mine paddled up to me and said, "Listen, you know, he's thinking of rowing across the Atlantic." do I want to come with him? And I I basically said to him, you know, Billy, of course I want to come with you. I mean, who in their right mind wouldn't? And um, it was a a sentence that I I really didn't think was going to take me to some of the most wonderful, beautiful, rugged, harsh, horrible, majestical places, uh, you know, on this planet. And, and it's, it's been a journey. It's been an incredible journey over the past 15 years. And uh, it's changed my life and many people's lives around me, I hope. 
You well, know? well, absolutely. I mean, I've had the privilege of hearing you speak and you are a consummate yes. professional. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, yes. So I, I guess the thing that flows from what you've just been saying, what you've been sharing with us, yes. Peter, is, OK, you know, lots of people have the same, to, to quote your words, innate sense of adventure. But how do you yeah. turn inertia, which is, you know, a common problem for many people, into yes. such decisive action? Because there is a sea change between <laughs> sitting there you know, doing your thing in life and no disrespect yes. to school teachers, but that's a different ball yes. game from rowing yes. across the Atlantic. So what steps did yeah. you take to turn that desire into some kind of action? Well, change, as you know, Sandra, is one of the most difficult things we can ever face in life. And um, I, I was at a point in my life where I was looking for something different. Um, I, at that particular stage, I was heading up a, an adventure-based school here in East, in East London. I was um, running the adventure side of things and the and the senior school, the high school part of it. And um, it, it was, I suppose, a moment in my life. You know, you get these, these moments in life and, and we all get it. So something will come along. You'll look at it. You'll go, okay, I, you know, that's something that I want to go for, or it's something that I, I would like to, but you know, it's not relevant for my life. Um, and they're called Kairos moments. And you, you either take it and you use it and you make sure that it works in your life, or you say, no, thank you. Um, and often those, those kinds of no thank yous can lead to regress, but, but it, regret, but it is, um, it's a risk that we take. And, um, I, I'll never forget when Billy asked me to do it with him. I mean, my answer to him was no at that time. My wife was seven months pregnant. And I just said to him, you know, Billy, there's no ways I'm going home now and saying to Kim, Kim, you can't believe my wife. Kim, you won't believe it, but I'm thinking of going to row the Atlantic at seven months pregnant. At seven, seven months pregnancy, Kim's going to pull out the shotgun. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in any case, so Hannah was born. And shortly after Hannah was born, he phones me up again. He says, Pete, listen, you know, I'm still going, but um, I, I, it looks like I'm going alone because I can't find anybody to do it with me straight strange thing. Um, and he said, look, just one more trial. Would you like to do it? And I said, you know, well, circumstances have changed. Let me chat to Kim. Um, and you know, it's, it's not just about rowing across the Atlantic ocean. It's, it's changing my life and changing the direction of my life. Cause I knew from then onwards, it would be two years of full-time, full-time work. And so I had a conversation with Kim and I just said, Kim, you know, I don't know where this is going. Um, I, I think it's a, 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 you know, an incredible opportunity. I'd like to do it, you know, because Kim is definitely part of like a main structure. She's, she's like at the pinnacle of the team of people I've surrounded myself with. And um, at the end of the conversation, she said, Pete, you know, let's, let's go for it. Let's try it. Let's see where this thing takes us. And as I said earlier, you know, it's just been a phenomenal journey from there. I mean, from there, we've been North Pole, South Pole. We've done, a, you know, another ocean crossing. There's been many, many expeditions since then. Mm. But that was the stage where I, I went from a teaching career to a full-time professional adventurer. But I still keep my teaching because I'm able to um, use my experiences and my expeditions to to really um, teach people um, some incredible lessons that I've learned that are life changing and and memorable. 
I love what you said, Peter, just just a moment ago about, I think I'm quoting you correctly when I say, when we talked about opportunity, I think I quote your words correctly when I say, take it or say no thank you. I think that's a that's a really lovely yeah. strap line for, for many people to think about. Um, so yeah. I suppose the, the next obvious question, Peter, is, you know, when faced with that obvious fear of doing something you'd never done before, you'd probably never even contemplated it. Um, how do you overcome that that fear? What the, the the thing that you need to do in order to get you in the boat? <laughs> so, Sandra, I mean, that is um, a question we could spend a lot of time on. But there's a process that we can put in place um, in our lives, and and I suppose that question we could all ask ourselves about our own lives, you know, you know, how do we handle it? How do we, how do we go through this? Um, Cause life is, is in a transition all the time. I mean, life is dynamic. It's, and it gets more and more dynamic as the years go by. Um, so what I've done um, is I've really put a few things in place in my life um, to make sure that when I start something, when I have a concept around something, when I have an opportunity that um, is presented to me, that once I put those things in place, I know that I'm pretty much guaranteed um, of success in the end. But most of all, and and I think this is really, really, really important, um, is I've got to ask myself the question, is this really what I want? And how much do I want it? How much am I prepared to put up with in order to achieve this thing? If I'm able to say to myself in the end, okay, so this is the journey that I'm going on. This is what I could expect along the way. If I'm able to say to myself, I am so prepared for this journey that I'm absolutely prepared to put up whatever the hardship, whatever um, those those challenges I will face along the way. If I'm able to say that I'm prepared to put up with that, then then I'm ready to go for it. Mm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you. It, it does. So that's the first thing that I do. And then the next most important thing that I do is I make sure that I have, you know, the buy-in from the team of people that I have around me and also that I, I surround myself with the best people Um that I could possibly have around me to make sure that I end up doing my journey properly. Let's give you an example. So people, you know, often adventures are quite egotistical and I'm saying that seriously, that's just a real big blanket out there. And I'm sorry if there are any other adventures listening, but um, my solo rope, I called uh, the documentary and uh, the television documentary was called not alone. And the reason why I decided to call it Not Alone was, although it looks like Peter van Ketz on this fantastic solo row across the Atlantic Ocean, it's actually it's actually not about me. <laughs> you know, it's about all the people that have been put in place that have absolutely allowed me um, and prepared me to do this journey because without them, there's no ways I would be doing what I was doing. Mm. Not a chance, not in a million years. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so that's the next thing I do is I surround myself with, you know, the best team of people possible. Um, Kim, my wife, um, she's an amazing woman. She is definitely obviously pinnacle to, uh, you know, on the top of that team, just really because, she's the person that I'm, I'm with most of my life. In mm. fact, all of my life and the person that I deal with, you know, she's part of my team. 
integral part of the team. I love the fact you attribute your much of your success to Kim. And, and I was going to quote you actually on what you said earlier, Peter, about her being pinnacle of the team. So all credit to Kim. And, and interestingly, we do get from a lot of guests who have achieved great success in their life or their careers, uh, the fact that they are surrounded by a fantastic support network. And you're really saying the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, it's a critical thing. You know, how many people... Um, you, you've met in your life um, who have not got good people around them, who've got negative people around them. And, and you know, people feed off that kind of thing. And it mm. just puts you in a downward spiral. Um, what I, and I'm also not saying that without the right people, you can't achieve what you want to achieve. I just believe that you'll be met with much greater success and yeah. that um, it'll take you much, it'll be a better journey for you, an easier journey. Yeah. Now, if anyone's seen yeah. the documentary, Peter, um, or knows anything yes. about the oceans of the world, then they will know yes. that the Atlantic Ocean is not a mill pond. So, uh, no. I, I, you know, I guess, so there you are, you've got in the boat, you've made this decision, you've surrounded yourself with great people, and then you embark yeah. on this amazing journey, uh, which mm. is to then lead to lots of other things, which we'll talk about in a second. But there were yeah. going to be times along the way where things were extraordinarily tough. How do you deal mm. with those moments when, okay, you are surrounded by people, so you're not alone, to quote your words, yeah. but, but in physical terms you are, and you have to deal with those challenges day by day, night by night. How do you deal with life's businesses challenges uh, when faced with them? Because they come thick and fast when you probably least expect them. So how do you deal with that stuff? Okay, first of all, is um, <laughs> the biggest thing in my life is that I don't fear tough times. And, and I think you watch young people growing up today. One of, the, one of the things that they do in their life is they are absolutely um, stead, steadfast in the belief that once they've gone to university, once they've got their degree or whatever they've done, um, they are in a position to you know, earn good money and not have to suffer and not have to work tremendously hard to achieve great things. And it's, it's kind of a, um, a, a misnomer that's portrayed on social media through uh, various other media, uh, you know, um, sources. I mean, you look at, you go into any social media platform today, Facebook, Twitter, you'll see people just having amazing times and doing amazing things all the time. And I've always said that <clears throat> there is no great story, not a single one. And and Sandra, maybe you can correct me, but I, I don't think you'll be able to. There's not a single story, that great story, that doesn't come hand in hand with a whole deal of hardship. Um, and every time I've gone on an, on a journey, I've and I've known this, and it's and it's been a, a very conscious thing of mine is that when I'm suffering. And when I'm going through tough times, those are the times that I know that I'm going to learn the most about myself and about my capabilities. And it's something that I strive for all the time. Um, and I know that um, those are the things that are going to that I will be remembering at the end of the journey and that I will be telling stories about. Because every time I and it happens on all big expeditions, there have been there have been moments where where disaster seems imminent. And every time I'm, I've been able to overcome that particular moment of disaster, and you've experienced it, and all the listeners, the people that are listening to this podcast are, have experienced this in their lives, and you're able to overcome that moment. 
and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, and then 76 days later, you're rowing across the finish line um, after rowing five and a half thousand kilometers, and I speak metaphorically here, mm -hmm. we begin to realize that um, the, the challenges that we face are not won and lost physically, absolutely won and lost with what happens inside our heads. And so the preparation for these tough times is really stuff that I've done inside my head to be able to allow me um, to handle those tough times. And one of them, and one of them, and Sandra, I could also speak a long time about this. One of them, what I had written on the bulkhead. So when you're sitting and rowing, you're sitting and rowing and you're looking at your, at your cabin and on my cabin, the bulkhead, uh, which is like the wall, it's like a, a, a seaman's term for, you know, a wall. And there's my, compass and above my compass I had two things written one and it was like my mantra one I'm not alone that's the one thing and the second thing and most importantly was this will end I knew that every single time that I was going into a storm I had a six-day storm on my solar row or whether I was really suffering with you know your hands or your precious sores you know salt sores on your backside and where the sun doesn't shine suffering with loneliness um and all of those things um <clears throat> that it's going to end mm. and what you do from that moment and the decisions you make around those tough times um will determine the story that you tell at the end and will determine how great the story is going to be at the end yeah. And I think I think a lot of people don't like getting out of their comfort zone, Sandra. A lot of people will put their dreams and, and their visions that they have and the goals that they've set for themselves on hold because once they realize that it's properly uncomfortable and that it's it's a journey, like a real um, journey that they're going on and that there's going to be a little bit of suffering, you know, they stop and they change direction or they do something else. Um, but it's only ever when we get out of our comfort zones that we begin to realize um, how incredible we actually are. Mm. And I'm not talking about me and I'm not bragging about me. I'm saying all of us, every single one of us, because we'll never know that unless we get to that point we're faced with, you know, with a moment where disaster seems like it's going to happen, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and then when you overcome it, you go, oh my goodness, how did I do that? <laughs> And then you do it again and again, and you just do. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> so some, it's, some moments you've got to embrace. It's something, Peter, we hear a lot as well. You know, I've heard the the expression "success isn't comfortable," but you've already mentioned about embracing the tough times and not just learning, but remembering those experiences more than the mm. the comfortable moments. I guess what yeah. you just said, and and thank you for sharing that so eloquently. I, I guess that leads to a couple of questions. My first one would be: Do you think that me that obvious mental toughness that you've got, Peter, were you born with that, or has that developed through your experiences of putting yourself in those situations constantly? Well, that is the best question, Sandra, because um, it is a, it's something that I don't know. I've um, actually recently proposed a television series to, a, um, to, to Discovery Channel, actually through another broadcaster um, called Masters of Endurance. And, and the theme of that is, is, so what is it scientifically that allows people to endure such incredible hardship, you know, to to persevere, to show resilience, to show grit, um, uh, you know, towards them achieving their their goals. And 
Um, I had a I had a very interesting thing happen to me once. I had a, a QEECG test done to my brain, and and the person that did it, um, Gerard Finnamore, a clinical psychologist, was trying to formulate a, a questionnaire or a test for prospective top CEOs of big corporates in the world, and and basically the test was uh, designed around. Um, the ability to persevere, because as you know, top CEOs need to, they, they they don't sleep a lot, they work hard, they're not at home a lot. Um, you know, they 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 really do they 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 suffer yeah. in in order to be great CEOs. I mean, that's just basically it. So they do this test. So he was taking ten adventures, doing a test on their brains to find out. You know what happens inside the brain when they are going through tough times, etc. In any case, cut a long story short. At the end of this test, his report back to me was that there's something unusual inside my brain that allows me um, a part of my brain that will allow me to persevere where most people will not. And I go, okay, so Gerard, is this something that I'm born with? Is it something that's is it part of my brain that I've been able to develop? And this is what the television series um, that I'm proposing would be about. You know, what is it that drives us? What is it that allows us? Now, some some adventurers will tell them that it's um, they do what they do to save rhinos. They do what they do to create awareness around cancer, to, you know, all these sorts of wonderful things. Um, <clears throat> but actually, in the end, um, we do what we do because that's what we want to do in the end. Um, we're not going to really do stuff that we don't want to do. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm kind of losing track here. But well, well let me uh, let me step in with. I, I think what you shared there was fantastic. Um, so yeah. that, that let me just ask you kind of part B then. Do you think yeah. that we are? capable as human beings because you've got the experience now do you think we generally as human beings are capable of dealing with or overcoming more than we actually believe we are it's not even a question i mean a lot of people in fact most people will never really push themselves to the point where they think they can't go anymore I don't know. Have you ever done that, Sandra? I'm not just talking about a physical thing. I'm talking about, you know, I, I like I'm at that point now where I just cannot go anymore. I'm done. Well, it was a kind and of it you, was a kind of rhetorical question because I know the answer, but I just wanted to hear it from an yeah. expert like you. Okay, so so it's that point, and it's only that point. That and once we cross that threshold and we continue and we are able to push that or find something that allows us to continue with that thing, do we begin to even slightly understand how incredibly well we've been made both mentally and physically? Mm. My most common question that I'm asked is so so Peter, um, if you could take all of your expeditions and put them in one just come out of it at the end and say, what is the greatest lesson that you have learned? What would it be? It would be this only one thing. And it would be the greatest lesson that I've learned is that you and I have been incredibly made. Now, I don't mean this like in a kind of way. What I'm saying is that we have our brains. We haven't even started to understand properly yet. Physically, we are able to go much you've heard of the guy speaking about the wall they get to the wall and yeah. then they get through the wall and then they 
but once we it's it's only at those points that we where we get to that point we think we can't go it's at that point that we're only starting <laughs> that's only and that's once we pass that point it's where the brilliance in us as human beings comes out physically yeah. um and mentally but it requires us getting out of our comfort zones yeah it requires us embracing the tough times. It requires us to understand that um, resilience, that grit, that um, perseverance is the most significant predictor in our ability to achieve and sustain success. Yeah, brilliantly put, actually. Uh, so yeah. what what advice, Peter, would you, you kind of kind of preempted already my final question, but we'll come to that in a second. What advice yeah. would you give, you know, we get a lot of people who will email or call and say, you know, look, I'm leading a pretty average life. And, and frankly, I don't think there's anything uh, as an average life. There's no such thing. But a lot of people uh, have this perception that they live a fairly ordinary life and there's no way they can aspire to the greatness that Peter Van Ketz has achieved. You know, what advice would you give to people looking to kind of break away from where they are right now to kind of take that first step, taking into account all the things you've already already shared? People, people over-dramatise um, change. And I think that... Um, change is is something that, um, although it's really difficult, it's not a difficult step. It's there. It's just waiting for us to do it. Um, I often get emails um, and people contacting me to say, Pete, you've done such amazing stuff in your life. You know, I really, I want to embark now as a, as I want to go on an expedition. Please, can you give me advice? You know, how do I go about this? How do I go about that? What should I do here and there? And I just say, do you know what? If you are absolutely determined come and spend a day with me and i'll show you how to do it Mm. Um, and i I usually don't get a response back from the people or i'll say to them and this is this is probably going to be my answer to you and that is just do it it's don't think about it too much understand where what's going to happen you know, obviously speak to the right people um, about it. If there's a, if you have got this Kairos moment that you've decided that this is going to be the direction that you are taking. And if you really believe that that is the thing that is your passion, that is the thing that you are so willing to sacrifice so much for. And only if that, then just all you have to do is just do it. I love the Nike slogan. Mm. Just get up. Put on your big man pants and do it. <laughs> and and one thing at a time and one step at a time, don't try and achieve everything in one day. Just one step at a time and eventually it'll all come together. Mm. Somehow the, the Nike slogan, just do it, is, it works slightly better for me than put on your big man pants. But I do I do <laughs> like that expression, which I will I've already made a note of. Um Peter, you know, let, let's be let's be honest with each other. There must have been times where you know you really doubted, you know, yourself or the expedition. Mm. Um, how, how do you deal with those? Apart from those two wonderful slogans that you have on your wall in your you know your cabin wall, how, how do you deal yeah. with those moments where you just kind of need to correct yourself, drag yourself back, remind yourself of of the reasons you're doing things and um, that innate. Uh, belief you have in yourself clearly and the ability to go yeah. beyond the wall. How, how do you deal with those moments? So those moments are, are very tricky and, and we all have them. I mean, we can't all be plus ones all the time. Um, and 
when you know when you're lonely and you're exhausted and you haven't slept for days and it's raining let's just say we're rowing um and it's raining outside and you you're completely alone it's day 60 you are as skinny as anything you don't feel like eating it's really hard to keep yourself going but i had i had set myself five things to look forward to every day five so i'd split my day up so that at, at an equal time, I would have that thing to look forward to. Um, that would motivate me and inspire me. Um, like every day, Sandra, I would phone somebody on my satellite phone. And I had all their names written down. I had 90 names um, in order of importance. And I'd phone that person and I would say, you know, Sandra, if it was you, Sandra, I'm phoning you from my rowing boat. They'd know where I was phoning from on my satellite phone. And I'd say, I'm dedicating this day to you. Because this is what you have done for me in my life. And this is, you are part of the reason why I'm here and part of the reason why I'm being successful. And I want to tell you that I'm going to row 60 miles for you today, dedicating this day to you and your family. And cheers. And you cannot believe the kind of responses I'd get. So a couple of hours before that phone call, I would think about what I was going to say. And then for a few hours after that, I'd be totally inspired and totally motivated. And if I was feeling down just before that, that phone call would inspire me again. Mm. So I had those little things. Then most importantly, when I was ever in that time where I thought I couldn't go anymore or, um, you know, maybe my life was in danger, um, you know, in a big storm or we had a couple of incidences in, in Antarctica as well. Um I don't think about any of those things that I, I, I really do in my life. And I, I don't even think about my vision or my dream or where I want to go. I think about, and this is the most important thing, I think about the people that I've surrounded myself with in my life. When I'm feeling like that, I think, what would they say to me now that would allow me to get me up, to get me going, and to get me back home um, safely and alive and in one piece? Mm. And that's the thing that would motivate me to keep going. Amazing. Um, yeah. Well, look, Peter, I'm at an age where I, I need to keep an eye on my BMI. So do you think we should do an expedition together? <laughs> I'm totally up for it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a really serious kind of guy. So I, I'm up for it if you are. <laughs> okay, Sandra, for sure. That would be amazing. When are you ready? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready year. now. I might have to have a word with a couple of people, uh, including my staff. But hey, look, I, I'm deadly serious. I was uh, I was recently skiing in um, in Mont Blanc, yeah. and I I looked at that mountain and thought, you know what, I'd like to climb this. So uh, yeah, let's have yeah. a let's have a conversation subsequent to this uh, to this podcast. Okay, a, okay. a final couple of questions. Um, yes, I think the first one really has to be. Uh, We'd love to have you back on this show as, yes. as and when the TV series materializes, because there's clearly a whole bunch of conversations to have around uh, that experience and all the things that we can learn from it. So I think the yeah. obvious thing now is because we're going to you're going to get absolutely inundated the minute you give me the answer to this is that how do we find out more about Peter Van Ketz? So social media, <laughs> website, all that, all that stuff, because I mean, so, yeah. you're also a professional, international so, professional speaker. Yes. So, um, Sandra, the listeners can can look me up on www.peterfanketz. So my surname is V-A-N-K-E-T-S um, dot C-O dot Z-A or dot com. Um, and then I'm in on Facebook, Peter Fanketz, um, Twitter, at Peter Fanketz. Um, and then obviously Instagram, 
I'm also Peter van Kitz, just straight Peter van Kitz. So you should, it's not a very common name. So you should be able to find me um, on any of those. And then if anybody wants to contact me as well by email, they can just contact me at uh, Peter van, at Peter at Peter van Kitz.co.za. Nice. So that's Peter at Peter Nice and easy. It's good having an unusual name, isn't it? Because you get all the uh, yeah. all the great social media handles rather than Peter Van Getz one two three X Y Z. So um, no, good for you. Yeah. Okay, and I, I think just really to summarise, because I I really can't believe where thirty minutes has just gone. Yeah, um, it's gone quick, I'd love yeah. to ask you one more question, if I may, Peter. Sure. And, sure, and I know course. you've already alluded to this, but what we'd like to do with all our guests is to ask them to kind of encapsulate everything they've they've shared with one final question, and that is. Is knowing all the things that you know know now, if you were able to give advice to a 15, 16 year old version of yourself going out into the big wide world, what kind of one bit of advice would you give to a younger version of Peter Van Ketz, knowing all of the things that you've you've learned along the way? So I think I think the most important uh, thing for me would be to say never to limit yourself. Because so I think uh, a lot of people grow up thinking that, you know, um, I, this, this, they kept themselves, they kept their ability, they kept their physical ability, they kept their mental ability. And I think we need all of us become uncapped. We need to understand that we can, and, and you'll get so many um, inspirational speakers saying you can do anything, you can achieve the impossible. And you know what? They're absolutely right. And if you do the right things, if you put the right process in place in your life, you can achieve anything. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just need to find what are those basic principles. Now, I've written a book called The Eight Summit. I'm busy writing another book as we speak. But The Eight Summit deals with us. Uh, uh, the, you know, the mountaineers like to climb the highest summit on every continent. There are seven continents, seven summits. The Eight Summit is us. And uh, Edmund Hillary um, and Tenzin Norgi, when they came down Everest, the first thing they said was, it wasn't the mountain we conquered, it was ourselves. And so it becomes us who is who are the final summit. I've so we need to understand. I've read your yep. book and it's brilliant. Oh, good. Oh, great. Fantastic. So that would be my, that would be my, if I was 15 again and I knew then what I know now, I would have started doing what I do now a lot earlier in my life. But having said that, the experiences that I've had, and and maybe this is fate, but the experiences that I've had that have led me through my life have absolutely prepared me for where I, where I am right now. And I am doing exactly what I should be doing with my life. Well, what a, what a fabulous way to end a, well, a, frankly, an enlightening or inspiring podcast uh, you are, and if you don't mind me saying this, it'll probably embarrass you slightly because I know you're a very modest guy. But, you know, the thing that I love so much about you, Peter, is you are a very real, very authentic guy. I've heard you speak. You're fantastic. But what's significant is that you do walk the walk. The walk and we've, we've heard all about that today. So I really want to thank you on behalf of the tens of thousands of listeners uh, in really sincerely thanking you for sharing such an amazing journey and such a big part of your life with, and all that goes with it. And I'm sure that there will be calls for you to come back and join us again. So I hope you'll do that for us. That'd be great. You know, maybe, maybe when I launch my new book, um, at the end of June, that'd be a good time. Love to chat about it. Well, it's been it's been a real pleasure, and dare I say an honour. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, yeah, wishing you, wishing you continued success, Peter. 
Thank you, Sandra. Let's just stay in touch about Mont Blanc. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over hill. it. <laughs> all the best to you, Peter. Thanks very much indeed. Okay. All the best. Thanks, Sandra. Thank you. That was the Sandro Forte podcast and Peter Van Ketz. Wasn't he simply extraordinary? Remember, there are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks, so please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some great tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's Podcast, that's Sandro's with an S, same on all channels, and we'd love to continue to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or simply what motivates you. So please keep the emails coming, hello at sandrospodcast.com. And remember, do feel free to introduce anyone you think has an inspirational story or who could share some messages on success. So until next time, keep those reviews coming. See you soon.